Hello, my friends, Nigel here, and welcome to Backable, the podcast where we explore the top performance habits in both business and life. As we've said before, if you're in business, you're well acquainted with pressure. As the leader of the business, your relationship with pressure and how you deal with it drives the pace, direction, and outcomes of your entire organization. Today, Tim and Alana ask the questions, where is your perfect balance of pressure to maximize business performance? How can you find it if you haven't yet? And what steps can we take to create and maintain the perfect balance? It's a really great episode. Hope you enjoy. If you don't have enough pressure in business at the moment, well, this one's really going to be a doozy for you because your business is basically limited by you and who you are as the founder, who you are as the CEO. And I know that is probably not the topic you want for the relaxing drive home today, but it's important and we need to talk about it. Lana, Nigel, managing yourself and your energy as the owner or CEO of your company you actually at some stage need to treat it like a strategy and you have to work out what is the right amount of pressure that I can put on myself that gets the most out of me. Too much and it's disastrous, too little, things slow down. And so we're talking about this the other day, which is, right, so what do you do? Because a lot of us have come from self-funded SMEs that We've had no one to help us through the training of being a top performer. And Lana, we've spoken about this over and over and over again, which is more, I say speaking about it, but it's really like, can you go to the freaking gym? You are way too tense. And things like that over the years, because we've got really busy and we've let some of our high performance habits or what we call high performance habits stop. And when we know we do the right things, the business performs better, we're happier, And we don't have to have silly arguments around put the pizza down and go to the gym, so to speak. Yes, there'll be an element of speaking about fitness today, but it's true, (laughs) isn't it? It's finding that balance when we work on our businesses and there's such a variation in the time needed, the energy needed, the stress, that we have to now build a foundation around ourselves personally to make sure that we're optimizing the amount of pressure that sits on our shoulders. The amount of times the phrase should you go for a run, <laughs> has been uttered. <laughs> it's it's the almost the code word of what's going on isn't as dramatic as you think it is. So the problem is not the situation. The problem is you and you have to go back to what you know works. Yeah, and so listening in now, think about this. Actually, how do you manage your life from a pressure point of view? So what are the mechanisms that you've got in place right now to get top performance? So if you've got a family, where is your family time? How is your family time? Where is your alone time? Where are the things that drive you that can make sure that when you start to go to work, that you're performing at your best day in, day out? Because we've got a big responsibility. The people who work from us, I don't care about our pressures outside work. It's not that they're not good people. They're actually investing their lives into working for your company and you owe them to turn up 
in the right state of mind and at your very best. That's the responsibility of a good business owner. You've got other people's lives in your hands. It's thinking right now of what do I need to do? So here's one we see very commonly. As soon as people start to get a level of success or busyness in their businesses, they drop off their health and fitness. And sometimes it's a weird one because they start getting busier. They're starting to go out more and do things because they've got to actually business things, having a little bit more wine, going to a few more events, and then they're a bit tired in the morning so they don't go for their, as Lana said, their run or they don't do that. And you see over the years that they used to be healthy type of person. You look at them in a few years and go, what happened? You're a shadow of your physical self. And it's slow and it's very detrimental because if you're not at your peak physically, how are you supposed to be mentally switched on? And there's no shortcuts to this. It's not something that you can really take a pill for. It's not something that you can turn on one day and off the next day. It's a process that has to be in every part of your life consistently because that's what makes you who you are. And that's really what we're talking about here is who you are as a leader, who you are as a CEO. It really is who you are as a person and how this comes out in the business sense. And a lot of people do look for a shortcut. I'll go to the gym and do a 30-day challenge or whatever it is, but then they don't keep it up and they wonder why they feel so different at work because they've stopped it because it's the easiest to drop out of your routine even though it often is the most important for humans. Yeah, it's short-term thinking, which is, uh, I'll, I'll get back into it when we've got a little less pressure. I'll get back into it when you know I've got a bit more money or a bit more time and it never happens, right? So it's looking at, I have faith in what I'm doing, but I got to make sure that I'm looking after myself as part of that process. That's actually your job as the owner. I still need to look after myself during this highly potentially stressful few years of growing a company. When I say few years, it could be 20. 30, 40. So <laughs> you've got to understand that if you're ambitious, you're always going to be putting different types of pressure on yourself, even when you start to get bigger and better and do things that are serving you. And we had a very interesting experience with this. We brought in a sports psychologist to speak with our team to make sure that they had tools that during um, we had a lockdown in Melbourne, Australia uh, for about four months where life changed quite a bit for John us. John Capon, I think he's. Um his uh, podcast would be somewhere below for those who are interested. Yeah. <laughs> and with him, we were talking about pressure and relief of pressure. And one of our team members, it, it was such an insight for me because he, we all have a very good relationship, all of us in the team. And he was mentioning how he felt that Tim took on too much pressure and that he believed it was a detriment. When in actual fact, knowing both sides of the story, I know that Tim needs pressure in order to perform. That's part of, that's your DNA. That's part of who you are. You come from a highly pressurized sporting environment that if you don't have that pressure, you're not at your peak. No, I'll look to create it. Always. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a bit more drama than pressure, but that's fine. Um, but it was a f- <laughs> Just a little side yeah, like there on okay. the way through to the point. Right, yeah. Like good to, have, good to have friends, isn't it? <laughs> But it was this really interesting insight. This man, he, he does quite like pressure, but he was uncomfortable with someone else's level of pressure, which for me was hugely insightful into, again, running your own race 
And I know on the last podcast we were talking about not caring what other people think or making sure that your decisions were your own. But this is very important when we talk about how you operate as a CEO or as a leader. You have to calibrate for yourself, not for other people's expectation of what you should be. I couldn't agree with you more, Lana, and this is probably the the fine balance in setting your own personal performance standard is what is what is it that works for you? And you've got to be a little bit careful because it needs to be around longer-term thinking. But the true, the true greats in different endeavors don't generally follow the same path as everyone in that endeavor. So you see the people who you know, are the highest of the highest of the highest performers, and they're generally unusual in their behaviors. And what you've got to work out is what you want. So with all due respect to John and what Lana was talking about is he was probably right that for a standard life of what you should do, this, these are the things you should do to keep right amounts of pressure, where you should be investing, getting balance in your life. I'm not that guy. Just as a caveat there, it wasn't from John because John would never judge because he is a good <laughs> No, no not, not at all. No, John, <laughs> he's excellent. And, but what we're talking about is once you've got this self-realisation of what you want out of life and the things that you enjoy and the things that you serve you, well, then you need to pursue that with almost a reckless abandonment. Now, where people get it wrong is they take that attitude and destroy themselves. You know, all I want to do is just be a multimillionaire. So I'm going to invest all my time. I'm not going to have friends. I'm not going to have family. And I'm just going to make money. And they've been doing it for a few years and go, you've made no money. So something's wrong in your balance of peak performance. Perhaps you're trying to hide behind that fact in, instead of, trying to find what works. So as much as I, as Lana said, love the pressure, there always also has to be results based on developing that. If not, well, maybe I've got it wrong and I have to have the realization that what I think I want is that leading to the results I want. If not, then I've got it wrong. If I don't want to sleep, yet I keep making poor decisions. Well, guess what? I've got it wrong. And that's the thing that I think you start to realize as you become more mature we're always trying to optimize how we personally perform in life and the things we get out of it. So what do I need to get everything I want? Lana's different. She knows the things that she needs to do. Nigel's different. He knows the things that he needs. But then we find ourselves in different stages in life going, why have I dropped off the things that used to serve me? And what is the result in that? Why is this problem cropped up in my life? I feel tired. I feel lethargic. Great. When's the last time you went to the gym? Oh, I, I'm a bit inconsistent. When's the last time you, you know, ate properly? Oh, not really. I've been too busy. There's been a lockdown, blah, blah, blah. We have to lift the standard in our personal lives as business owners. And what I enjoy about exactly what you've just mentioned is it does have a huge effect from the people who are around you. If you are friends with a lot of people who, enjoy fitness, who work out, you will go for hikes on the weekend. That will be part of your routine. It's Is the that same a as- thing, hiking? I've heard that a <laughs> lot recently for no reason. Like, where the hell are people hiking? I think it's the result of being locked down for so long. I'm, going, I'm just going to walk for as long as possible. I just feel like that's become a thing. I'm like, where's all this hiking occurring? Case in point, your friendship group are fitness at the gym. You're not incidental exercise, guys. Incidental all- exercise. Oh. <laughs> Jeepers. You all line it up. It's all, I've heard the conversations. You were all at the gym. You're fit, guys. That is part of your routine. 
it's exactly what I'm talking about here, same as in the workplace, is our workplace, everyone is quite fit. Everyone gets, I'm not going to say jealous or envious, but they're spurred on well, by those around they, them. They value health and fitness. It's true what Lana is saying around hanging around with the type of people that have attributes in which you want in your life. So particularly in smaller businesses, you see a lot of smaller business owners hanging around with other small business owners and they're all running around like headless chooks. So you go to some networking and you look at it and everyone's giving advice and you sit there and say, that's why you're never going to progress because you're taking advice from people who've got no idea what they're doing. It's finding people that, or you want to hang around with that have attributes of how you want to have your life or that you enjoy doing in your life. If you're not hanging around those type of people or you're not involved with that, then you're exactly who you're hanging around with. It always happens like that. You evolve the attributes of the people you want to you want to replicate. So for you, you have to think about this is where am I spending most of my time? Am I spending my time around negative business owners in industries that are going backwards? Or am I spending time with people who think this is the biggest opportunity of our generation? It's the same in any endeavor in your life. And these are the things we have to start thinking about because you have to build your performance machine as the owner. And what I like about this idea of surrounding yourself with the people who have the attributes that you want is quite often when we're trialing something, we get busy, things drop off. We don't give that concept or that idea or that action enough time to actually marinate and become a thing. But if you're surrounded by people who are already doing it, you see the result. And so you're almost buoyed by the fact that it will be okay. So you don't cut it out before it's had that chance to really take hold because you've got proof of concept from someone yeah, else. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll just keep harping back to fitness because I think it's an easy one for people to understand. My general rule is five and 45. Five sessions of 45 minutes. Now. Three at 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would explain a bit, Lana. Um, but it's that whole point of that's what I think the, the lowest standard for someone who, who uh, values their health and fitness. For me, that's what it is. I know that if I'm generally five sessions and 45 minutes, whatever it is, I've got a a good level of health and fitness for the levels of stress I'm under and things like that. I need those outlets. So that gives me a few days of rest as well as that. Now, for other people, that would be way too little. For people who are just super into their bodies, they might be doing double that. They might be doing two sessions a day, but that's not what I need for what I need to do in my life. You have to work out what is working in what area of your life and what is your strategy around it. So health and fitness, easy. What do you do? So for us, for Lana and I, we're not big cookers up until this year. So now we absolutely are. Lana likes to prepare healthy meals where we would order out every single night because we work late and we live in a brilliant part of the world where there's a thousand great restaurants. So we would always do things, but it doesn't serve you when we wanted to change that. We wanted to change our health and fitness. Not that it was unhealthy, but it was different. It's cleaner eating. And what's interesting from that when we talk about allowing it to stick is since cooking and cooking healthy meals, the other day I think we had a pasta sauce or something that was store-bought and I have never tasted so much sugar in that pasta sauce that I used to love. But taste buds, everything has changed in the matter of months. Yeah. That I couldn't believe that to me that's something that I loved and I I couldn't eat it because my body couldn't 
connect to it. And that's the thing that happens, isn't it, with new habits. It's the same with the exercises. It's horrible for the first few months and then suddenly your body craves the movement. It craves the oxygen. It craves sweating. It craves the endorphins that come. And that's what a lot of people who never really get fit don't understand. Your body actually has a change where it needs the exercise. It's not hard to go to the gym or go for a hike. It's it becomes something you it's like a necessity. It's the same way you would crave something else in your life. It actually happens to your body. Jump a little bit across because let's look at what happens or the equivalent in your business. And this is what we see a lot. People start to get busy in their businesses and they stop networking. So they used to have time, so they're out there hunting for clients, particularly if you're not in an online business. They start to get busy and then they drop off the things that led to getting their clients. So they used to attend a networking and then they become a little less sporadic or they decide to sleep in and not want to get to it. And then suddenly you look forward six months and they're struggling to get leads or their business is struggling to get to the next level of momentum. It's the same thing. It is working out what is your personal performance for you, but also the things you need to do in your business to keep the momentum up, depending on what stage of growth you're at. For bigger businesses, it might be attending conferences, things like that that keep you up to date, keep you networking in the right areas, doing all these things. But you've got to remember this is about starting to treat yourself as a top performer and starting to set the mechanisms of what you need in your life and don't just let life happen to you. And within that, if you look at the medical profession, in order to keep their licenses, they have to do a certain amount of education. They have to make sure that they're up to a certain level because if they don't, people die. It's almost how you want to view your business, which is how are you educating yourself? How are you doing the best by you? Because if you don't, your business will die. Now, might not be as dramatic as losing a human life. But when you put it into that context, the question is, why don't I do more? Why don't I put my mental health first? And why don't I ensure that I'm performing at my peak? Yeah, what are the minimums that you've set in your personal life to have the right amount of pressure to be a great business leader? So what is the minimum you've set for fitness? What is the minimum you've set for improving your network? What is the minimum you've set for all these different elements because that needs to happen first. People generally try, and we've seen it with countless business owners, they generally feel they're going to be a better performer when their business is a little bit successful, when they make a little bit more money. But it never happens. You only have more things that encroach on your time. And this is the important thing is working out your plan and how you're going to perform daily as the owner. There aren't any cheap tricks. There's no get-rich-quick schemes. Like We used to have this all the time with new clients that would come in and they'd be like, oh my God, we just need to put this magical funnel on and we'll grow and double our business. And I go, you would absolutely not do that. Oh, we can just do this thing that basically puts online this automated Amazon you know, sales and marketing thing. I go, do you honestly think if the people selling this had actually found the secret to making unlimited money that they're that stupid to find the best way to commercialize that by selling it. Don't you think they would employ 100 people and just keep doing it? Don't you think they would be in the rich lists? Do you think all this stuff like you can't get sucked into rubbish 
You actually have to look at yourself right now as a professional and start replacing the amateur behaviors with professional conduct, the way that you view your family, the way you view your family time. Like we see so many people that go, I spend family time and it's them sitting on their, um, <laughs> on their couch with their laptop. That's not family time. That's you being present. In a room. Yeah, that's amateur hour, right? It's not quality. And then a lot of people push back, but you don't understand I'm too busy. Exactly, because you've not sorted that out yet because you're spending too much time on low-value tasks. This is what we have to do as great business owners is starting to put in professional performance metrics, put in professional performance habits. What are the things that are non-negotiable in your life? Put them into your calendar. Great. Everything else needs to fit around that. Health, connection, um, hobby, whatever it is, your business, then work out what fits there and you'll see that you'll start to identify things that you thought were helpful that have no relevance in your life at all. Within that, what I like to do is also find the people who have got what I want and they're all different people. So the person that I would – or people that I respect most in business – I'm lucky enough that I can seek them out. I can find them. I can talk to them. I could read a blog or a YouTube and I can see what their practices are and their principles. They're very different to the people who I would respect in terms of relationships and or fitness. And so while we talk about surrounding yourself with the right people who almost lift you higher and make you want to be better, it's also up to you to find the people that you want to be like and to, at the beginning, replicate what they do. If, you've, if you want to be a high-flying billionaire CEO and that person that you respect, I know the uh, CEO of Pepsi, she used to, because she couldn't be there, she would call in to sing a goodnight time story to her daughter. She couldn't have the way that traditional people think is a mother-daughter bedtime routine, so she made her own because that's the performer that she was, was that that was important to her. And I think that by finding the right people, even if you can't access them, the internet will allow you to find them and start to replicate them at the beginning. Then you just make it your own. Yeah, and when you say examples like that, there'd be a lot of people that would be listening to that straight away and going, that is so ridiculous that you would spend time in your career and not you know, going to see your daughter at night and go, well, I, I say this, who are you to judge? Who are you to even think about that? That's your standard in life and that's absolutely fine. And You do you, but others who want to experience different things and they've chosen that, we're not here to judge them. We're here to find out what's the best we can do for what you want to do in your life and who cares what anyone thinks. If that's that's the way you see motherhood is actually setting the example for your child to be a high-flying corporate CEO and that's where you think that you can add the most value, good for you. But most people are so worried about how others will judge them that they just do the standard. They try and fit a standard routine into their life and wonder why they underperform in so many areas. And this is stepping up and having non-negotiables in your life. Most of us think that we're pretty good and when we actually break it down and look, we realize how much time we waste on things that just don't serve us and that if we spent the two hours a night watching Netflix and actually learnt a new skill, where would we be in three years? Like why, why is that a better choice? Oh, because I'm tired. Great. Eat better, exercise more, sleep less, whatever. And if you want to do it, I think this is very important. If you want to do it, 
that is up to you and that is your decision. No one is telling you either way that you can or can't do it. But then if you don't get the outcome that you're after because you decided to watch Netflix or something instead of reading the paper that would have got your business that next step, that's where you have to calibrate effort, output, input, outcome. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Guys, we're not bashing Netflix. We love watching the shows too. But would I have done that when I was in the growth stage of my company that we were you know, running off an oily rag that we needed to make money? No, just wouldn't. We had to, had to find a way. That's where the energy needed to be in that time. But there was a discipline around that. And this is what we're trying to discuss, which is you actually have to treat yourself as a professional. And this is, we tell our clients this all the time, which is you've started a business. So for some reason, you feel you're accountable to no one where it's actually the opposite. You should be highly accountable to yourself because most of us, we find it pretty easy to let ourselves down because we've only, we haven't hurt anyone else. But that's just such low-level thinking. You should be twice as angry when you let yourself down because it's your life. If you look back and go, what did you achieve in the last three years? If you took out all the wasted time and you put that into something effective, do you think the life would be the same right now? And so when you get over the initial anger of that, think about, well, what will you change today? Even with that experience, what are you going to change over the next three years? What are you going to learn? What are you going to pick up? What habit are you going to change? You are exactly the ingredients that you've put in place right now in every aspect of your life, total and complete responsibility. Now, as soon as you accept that, life becomes very fun because you get to do whatever you want. And this is what we're talking about because Running and growing a business can be a lot of pressure and we have to work out the right amount of pressure based on the things we can control. And so pressure releasing valves are important. You have to have them because if you don't release pressure, it's only a matter of time before you implode. And so Lana and I, particularly in our personal life, we're always looking at what's not really serving us and we hold each other accountable to that. And we are lucky that we have each other for that. Jury's out. (laughs) See how that one goes. Um, But we also don't necessarily always trust each other in that because we know that we love each other on top of that. So there still is that level of wanting to protect and look after and make sure that they're okay. And that is why we do surround ourselves with uh, titans of industry, Um, business people who have been there before who can help us to see what someone who has got, I guess, love for you would protect you from. And that's a really important part of what you're talking about here is people who will also call you on it. So I go to the gym four times a week for 30 minutes. I hear Tim say, well, no, you actually need 45 to be effective. How do you find that balance between where I am and where someone who is very good at fitness in a way that I'm not is? How can I bring myself up to that? And it's through outside eyes that you do start to see yourself in a different light without the yeah, – We, the we had the discussion the other week where Lana's got um, a back injury and her, her advisor said, now a couple of times a day you need to stretch. And so I made the silly comment of, but it's not working, so do more. And it's simple logic, but it's still friction, right? Because it's still a debate around, well, but this is what the person's told me, but the result's not there, so change it. And you've got to work out in your world – Who are the people that will challenge your beliefs so you can strengthen what you know? Having your beliefs challenged is a good thing because it makes it run 
through your filter again and go, nope, this works for me, regardless of whether the person cares for me. Because most of our people who care for us are the ones that are actually the hardest because we take on board what they have to say. So it's the hardest to, um, to ignore because you want to listen to your, your loved ones. But they're also the ones that can be most detrimental because they don't know what you're actually trying to achieve. And there's a great thing that I know you and I operate with, Tim, called the burden of proof. And that is if we disagree, it's up to the other person to provide the proof. So <laughs> my back doctor says do it five times. Tim says it's not working. Well, burden of proof is on me to prove that five times is working, Tim to prove that five times isn't working. And when you come at something that way, which is care for the other person or not, where is the proof in what we're talking about? The discussion becomes a very simple conversation of here's the information. Stretching three times a day or five times a day is not working because you still can't run. Stretch six and let's see what happens. Absolutely. And, and this is just an example for us because we like to hold each other accountable for things that are going to help us. But if you're running your own business and you feel like it's just you and there's a bit of loneliness around, okay, but what do I do? I don't have that support yet. The first thing I would suggest is who is your closest teammates, family, friends? Who do, you, who do you work with? Make sure you've got open communication with those people. And the second thing is look at the key elements of your life and really be brutal on things that are and aren't working and start to look at the mechanisms in which are causing that result. The same way that we would adjust the business strategy, look at it in your own performance strategy. Here are the elements of my life that are working, that are not. Great. What do I need to put in the mix to either do more of what's working or do less of what's not working? Because once you find that nice balance, you'll find the level of pressure that gets the best and most consistent performance out of you as the business owner. Nigel, Lana, let's do it all again next week. See ya. Well, that's the show for this week. Thanks for listening. And of course, if you head on over to backable.ai, you can access all the downloadables we've put together. Now, if you want to stay up to date with all things Backable and Philodomo, then make sure to join our Facebook group and follow us on one or all of the platforms you can find in the show description below. As always, if you have enjoyed this week's podcast, please don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review. That's all from us for now. Have a great week and we look forward to speaking with you next week. Bye.